Hey, what's going on, Los Angeles? Welcome into the Rams Skinny here on the LA Football Network and live on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day, morning, evening, whenever you are listening to us. Thank you for making us a part of your day. I'm your host, Ryan Dyer. Joined, as always, by the man, Ryan Skinny T. Anderson. What's up, my brother? How we doing? Man, it's so good to be here with you. It's, uh, you know, I, I love the Rams skinny. I love doing this twice a week. It's uh, a highlight. And, uh, you know, it's uh, this is a lot of fun, I have to say. I was nervous coming into it, but, uh, you know, I'm having a great time. And, and I'm, wearing, I'm wearing my other twins hat today because they uh, they swept the Blue Jays in a three-game series, two games to zip. And, uh, you know, now now I just want the World Series. You know, us, us sports fans, we can't just have the last win. we got to have the next win, too. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking they're going to go all the way to the World Series. You heard it here for I love it. first. I love <laughs> it. Hey, I'm, outside the Dodgers, I'll be pulling for the twins for sure. Um, but no, man, this has been great. You know, obviously, you've been with this network forever, managing it forever forever and you know we've had you on shows always talking rams and it made sense to make you the the true face of our rams coverage and you do a great job and it's fun being able to obviously mean you talk with everybody but being able to be on the mic twice a week hopefully maybe even more as we as we even roll out our more coverage so it's been a lot of fun um i will say i was going to save our our prize picks promo for later but since you brought up the twins i have a fun prize picks going on and I'll, I'll tell everyone how prize picks works. It's super simple, but I have DJ Moore. They do on Tuesdays, they do called taco Tuesday where they give certain um, player props, like a discount. So DJ Moore was projected like 50 yards and it's halved of that at 26.5. So right. I paired DJ Moore with sunny gray, four and a half strikeouts. I did over that. And he got six last night, your twins, Sonny Gray. So I, I'm halfway there if DJ Moore can just get 27 yards receiving tonight. So Price Picks, it's legal in California, ton of fun. Head there, uh, pricepicks.com, or download the app. Use our promo code L or Rams, L-A-F-B, all run word. That's Rams, L-A-F-B. Uh, they're going to match your deposit up to $100. Super fun to play. You got to add two to six players, kind of build out a prop sheet over unders. And you can win some real money. So, so head to prizepicks.com or prize picks in the app store or Google play store. Rams LAFB is your promo code. Tell the guys at the LA football network sent you, but yeah, Sonny gray, get me off on the right foot. So well done. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy for everybody here. Yeah, good times all around. Well, there you go. So speaking of good times, Rams are heading back home to SoFi to take on the defending NFC champion Eggles. Uh, should be a fun one at the stadium. Always a good tailgate. You will be there doing our tailgate takeover. Before we jump into the preview here, why don't you just tell the great Ramley what uh, this tailgate takeover is all about we're doing. You know, we've got our other hosts. So we've got Paula, B, and uh, Brittany, Brittany Betts, Brittany Bites. Uh, they, uh, they're our hosts of that show. I, I do the, the producing angle and behind the camera. Uh, but we head out there and we just have a good time uh, playing games with uh, Rams fans. Um you know, getting their predictions um, and and just kind of uh, inspiring the good times out there, and just trying to bring um, our our wonderful network uh, to the fans. Uh, it's a big it's a big thing for us is to be uh, the network for LA, um, and that's our whole focus. So uh, this is just a way for you guys to connect with us and us to connect with you on a, a real uh, human you know interaction. Uh, you know, we don't get enough of that. Certainly not from 
uh, all the rest of the beat writers, but I'll be out there. So if you see us, uh, say what's up. Uh, don't be shy. Uh, we'll get you on the show. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite concepts that we're doing here. And unfortunately, I won't be there uh, this time. We'll be there in the future for sure. And we'll do some college games as well. Um, but yeah, I just kind of want to be with the fans and the community. So if you're at SoFi this Sunday, find Ryan. You can If you hit him up on Twitter, RL Anderson LAFB, I'm sure not sure he will respond is because he's a great dude. And, and also Brittany underscore bets and at Bala Parentes, I believe is her handle. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hit them up. I will see. They, they're, they're a lot more popular than you and I, so I don't know if they'll <laughs> respond, but anyway, go find all them hanging out, uh, cruising around the pink lot, all the tailgates down there at SoFi should be a blast. You guys are doing a great job and we'll have a little video. If you're there, you'll be on a, on the LAFB network socials and all of our YouTube channels uh, when that video drops. So, so be on the lookout for that. Can't wait. But let's get into this game. I mean, this is going to be, a, I think, looking at this before the season started, Skinny, as a week five matchup. And, you know, we went through the schedule back in June and kind of did our predictions. And for everyone watching on uh, YouTube, the site, you'll see my daughter in the background. So sorry for the distractions. But, you know, sick kid at home. That's what you got to deal with. Uh, but, you know, look, this was a game definitely I think we both kind of had circled as most likely a loss. Um even with how I was a little more optimistic on this Rams team, you know, these are the defending NFC champions. They're returning basically everyone. They had a phenomenal draft, you know, getting some bulldozers in the middle uh, out of Georgia there in the draft that just everyone allowed them to take basically. How do you feel coming into this now? Four weeks in, two and two, this Rams team looking a lot better than many expected. Eagles team is undefeated, but they haven't necessarily played a tough schedule either. So, so just your thoughts before we dive in deep about what this matchup could look like. You know, last last year, the Eagles just looked like they were on, on a, a path to the Super Bowl all year long. They had some hiccups and some stumbles along the way, but everything just looked like it was clicking. This year, it doesn't look that way as, as much. Jalen Hurts has thrown three interceptions. Uh, they've played some close games against um, some not great competition, as you kind of referenced earlier. You know, they, they took it uh, to overtime with the Washington Commanders. Uh, Sam Howell, the uh, the next Brock Purdy, I guess. I don't know. We'll see uh, if he's the <laughs> I like real that deal. comparison. I like that. <laughs> we'll see if he's the real deal or not. But I'm feeling a lot better about this, looking at this um, uh, matchup on paper. Um, this is probably the best offense that the Eagles have faced so far this this year. If you look back at their their competition that they faced, I, I mentioned the Commanders. They played Tampa Bay, the Vikings, and um, the Patriots, and they've allowed some points in each one of those games. Um, I think the lowest was eleven against Tampa Bay in that win. But you know they let 20, 20 points out uh, from Mac Jones uh, and the Patriots. It's you know they're they're not uh, that offense isn't exactly. Um, you know, humming along so far, but uh, you know, this defense is allowing uh, some points to be scored and mm -hmm. it's, it, it's really been done by the quarter. They're, they're opposing quarterbacks. This uh, the Eagles team is a stout uh, run defense, just 63 yards uh, on the ground per game. Um, so, so what you're that, saying is knowing McVay, we're probably not going to see 30 plus carries in this one. Well, that you know, that's one of my keys to this game is that he doesn't he doesn't get shy with the, that running game. And, and Don't deviate, baby. We've hammered this point every week. Uh, you gotta you gotta stick with it. You gotta keep uh, keep riding those horses. You know, and you know, it, we'll we'll 
you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it in a little bit, but that's kind of my, I'm feeling a lot better about this uh, matchup as the Rams are the best offense that's, uh, that the Eagles have seen so far this year. Yes. And that's, I think that's the great point. And this defense is great. I want to take anything away from the Eagles defense and that front. I mean, we've, we've talked about the Niners having a, a really good front, which they do. We've talked about the Cowboys having a really good front, which they do. I mean, the Eagles might be better than both those fronts or at least pretty equal to, I mean, when you look at those front four and even some of the backers they have, so um, that's going to be tough sledding, but yeah, this Rams offense, I think is the best they're going to face it's, I mean, statistically speaking, they are. And then just talent wise. And when you couple in the fact that the potential of Cooper cup coming back, you know, he practiced yesterday and it looked good. We saw the videos of him, you know, doing his little steps, look, his little river dance on the cones, looking great out there, looking fresh. And, you know, the proposition of having him, Pukunakua, and Tutu Atwell, which is still crazy coming out of my mouth, Skinny T, that it's like we're sit- sitting here saying the combination of Cooper Cup, Pukunakua, and Tutu Atwell might be one of the best three-headed passing attacks in all of football. Just says what a tremendous job this coaching staff has done. Obviously, we know how good Cooper Cup is, but the two kind of unknowns coming in, and you just pair those three together, and it's like, I mean, they might be the top three when they're all. I mean, we haven't seen them play together, but we'll see. So, so just yeah, on the surface level, what you said, I think the excitement of this offense going against that defense is it's going to be fireworks. Yeah, absolutely, and the, you know, Cooper Cup back in this offense, um, it it should work out. And I'm optimistic that uh, it, it's going to really land in there, especially with uh, how, you know, the uh, the scouts are are looking at Puka Nakua not as a Cooper Cup light, but as Robert Woods. Um, and we we saw what those two could do, do together uh, on the field, just creating space and and improving the run game and all that all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean. <clears throat> The uh, the big injury that is, you know, still kind of lingering out there from last week was um, Matthew Stafford. And you mentioned that uh, the front four, front seven of the Eagles team, they they might be down Fletcher Cox. He is on um, the injury report, did not practice yesterday. We'll see about today. Um, but they've got another guy in the interior. His name is uh, Jalen Carter. You referenced Georgia. He was their draft pick out of Georgia. He has two fewer pressures this season. Uh, per PFF uh, than Aaron Donald. And what's incredible is he's played 30 fewer snaps than Aaron Donald has so far this year. Um, So with this kind of reshuffled line and, um, you know, a a slightly hobbled, maybe Matthew Stafford, that's, you know, that's one of my keys for this game is uh, stopping uh, the pressure coming up the middle. Yeah. Which is, you know, easier said than done. And this, this offensive line has been tasked with, you know, some tough matchups early on in the season, obviously with the aforementioned Niners in week two. And, and then even last week, the Colts and, and overall they've, they've really rose the occasion, I think, and, and played well. And Amy is excited about this offensive line matchup. Um, but yeah, they are, they've risen the occasion, but this, you know, this is a Super Bowl team in the, in the Eagles. And, uh, and they just added the fact that they were able to get Jalen Carter, like the league just allowed them to get Jalen Carter is unbelievable being <laughs> the Super Bowl runner up and you get arguably the best defensive player in the draft. Many people were saying, um, and you just read the stats of what he's done. I mean, he's a one man wrecking crew. I mean, he, I'm not, I never comp anyone to Aaron Donald, but certainly has a skill set of similar prowess to that of Aaron Donald about the ability to get pressure from the interior. And then also just be an absolute 
mountain to move in the run game, which is why they're, you know, probably averaging 63 yards per game, as you mentioned. So it's going to be a tall order for this offensive line. And, and let me ask you this, looking like Alaric Jackson might miss this game again, at least I think as of this recording on Thursday, hasn't practiced yet. We'll see later today if he's out there. But if they run with the same five again with no boom as your left tackle and uh, Dotson as your right guard, how confident are you that they can at least keep Stafford somewhat upright who's with that hip contusion? Because the last thing you want as a quarterback is a hip contusion when you have to step into throws is a bearing down defensive tackle coming through the middle that doesn't allow you to make that step in or makes it very painful for you to do. So just how confident are you in this front five if it is Nopum at left, Dotson at right guard moving forward? Uh, no boom wasn't impressive uh, at left tackle last week. I wouldn't say uh, looking at PFF again, he, he allowed four pressures and I think one sack. Um, and you know, that's, that's not ideal. And Alaric Jackson was just doing a better job at that spot. So, you know, this is the second, this is the second string. So my confidence level is not super high, especially just with, uh, with what Jalen Carter has been, been able to do uh, so far against um, other offensive lines uh, you know, the Bucks have a, a fantastic uh, center and guard combination there. And um, he was able to, you know, uh, get some production um, up the middle and get some pressure on Baker Mayfield in that game. So my my confidence level isn't where it should be. But, I, you know, I think that, um, you know, what Kyron Williams brings in, in pass protection, I mean – if he's not running the ball, he's going to be out there a lot, uh, you know, trying to get some chip help. And, and you know, we don't – the last thing we want to see is uh, Stafford Stafford running around and uh, trying to make plays with his legs uh, when he's got that cannon still, you know. So, yeah, that's uh, – what's your confidence level uh, in terms of the offensive line? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it. I don't care – how good your offensive line looks. I mean, you're never that confident going against this strong of a defensive front. I think, um, you know, we see every week, I mean, the, the Cowboys always have a really strong offensive line and and them going against this Eagles defensive front is, is tough sledding. And, and we've seen it in other groups too. So, you know, it's, I'm never fully confident when you see that kind of talent you're going up against, but where I'm hoping happens is that McVay calls a game that, that alleviates some of that and takes the pressure off his offensive line. And obviously, you know, I've overemphasized, Hey, let's run the ball 25, 30 times a game, but also in short passing game, we talked last time skinny about going to this Colts game. We talked about how, even with the passing game and the success, there is a lot of times where the plays are very long, intermediate to longer routes that take longer to develop. And that's why we've seen some of the pressure from Stafford. And, and so, especially going against this front, they got to have play designs that are getting the ball out of Stafford's hand quick. And whether that's quick out routes, whether that's jet sweeps, whether that's dig routes, whatever that is, stop and goes. I mean, they can't, if they're going to have success, in my opinion, you can't be having these eight to 15 to 20 yard crossing routes that take a long time to develop because that's just going to let that defensive line eat on a, a already kind of battered up offensive line. So, with an injured Stafford, you just want to get the ball out of his hands quick, play it very conservative 
And then if obviously if Cooper comes back with the likes of these other guys, you just kind of play that conservative game for two, three quarters. And eventually they're going to cheat down so much on that. that You're going to get one to pop. So that's what I want to see from McVay is just playing a little more conservative, playing, keeping everything in front of them and just short intermediate stuff. And then eventually we'll have that one thing pop off. Yeah, and I mentioned the Eagles' run defense. Well, the liability of this has been uh, their coverage. Um, the uh, defensive backs have not been fantastic. Uh, they've they've allowed a lot of yards um, to be thrown against them. That's that's their area of liability. Um, the, you know, the one the one interesting thing about the Eagles, and it's also similar to uh, the the Cincinnati Bengals, is they both play a lot of uh, man defense, uh, um, man coverage, and that is not something that um, the, we saw with the Colts. They're they're pretty much an entirely a, a zone offense, and and that's that's where Puka Nakua has been most comfortable, and where he's gotten most of his uh, targets and touches is in zone coverage. So I'm interested interested to see if the Eagles can hold up with um, guys like Tutu Atwell, uh, guys like you know Puka Nakua and 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 Cooper Cup. Um, that's that's not an easy task for them. And you know if you're in man coverage against uh, Cooper Cup, and he just puts on one of those you know, just nice footwork, nice route running and leaves them in the dust. You know, that's, that's where, you know, we can see some deeper, deeper pass plays actually get successful uh, yardage and pick up explosive plays. Um, you know, that, I think that's where they, that's where they have to attack and, and mitigate what they're, what they're, what they're seeing up front. Um, and, you know, with a complimentary running game. Always, always, yeah. baby. We might as well just be called the, the Rams running game podcast or something like that. Or um, 13, we can go, we'll be 13 personnel. That'll be instead of 11 personnel at Jordan Rodriguez, we'll be 13 personnel and just, just run the rock. Um, all right. Well, of course on radio, we're running up against the clock here soon. So let's do this. Let's give our top two matchups. We're looking forward to seeing in this game, whether it's player versus player um, position versus position coach versus coach, whatever it may be. So I'll start with you. What's, what's one matchup in this one you're really looking forward to. AJ Brown against Kobe Durant. AJ Brown is yet again having a fantastic year. He's one of the bright spots on this offense, um, and he's a dude. And you, you know, the missed tackles um, from this from the Rams defense, you can't do that with AJ Brown out there. Um, and uh, so, if Kobe Durant can win that, um, you know, fifty percent of the time, I, that's that's a win for the game. Hey, last week it was 60% of the time it works every time. I guess this week it's 50% of the time it works every time. For me, I got to go, uh, and I know he doesn't necessarily line up over the center, but they'll definitely have uh, battles in this one, and that's Jason Kelsey against Aaron Donald. Jason Kelsey, one of the not only one of the best centers in the game, but one of the best personalities in the game, and Aaron Donald, the best defensive lineman in all of football still uh, in this year. And so just watching them go to battle, you have other great offensive linemen on that offensive front for the Eagles. So he's going to see double and triple teams, obviously all game long, but how Eric Henderson and the coaching staff kind of moves him around. We talked last week against the Colts and they had that kind of stunt play where, you know, Donald really clogs up the middle forced Anthony Richardson to the outside where, where um, uh, Ernest Jones was kind of playing that QB spiral and was just right there for the play. And we'll see how much they, they do disguises like that. You know, with Jalen Hurts, who's a very mobile, active quarterback, if they're able to flush him out of the pocket, but then have a backer there waiting for him. So, Aaron Donald versus Kelsey is going to be fireworks, as it always is. You kind of stole mine, but I was going to uh, say whoever it is that the Eagles' backup guard is, because Cam Jurgens is actually on the. Uh, he's he's going to miss a few weeks, so he's definitely going to miss this game, and he's there starting. Yeah. 
he's their starting guard. Um, so wh- whoever that whoever that poor soul is that's going to have to uh, square <laughs> up against uh, Aaron Donald is going to have a long a long day. Uh, but that the, the Eagles' uh, offensive line is is really no joke uh, when they're all when they're all put together. Um, and that so I'll I'll just go with another another pass rusher. I think. Um, between their two tackles, uh, left tackle and right tackle, the Eagles have probably maybe the best tackles in in the, in the game, and you got Kelsey in the middle. So I I want to see what uh, uh, the Rams' edge defenders are going to do, and how well they'll they'll be able to form, uh, you know, set the edge, and and um, you know they they've struggled with that all season, and um, they've the Rams have been able to mitigate it because they do have such a disruptive force, and you know we saw how much. Uh, Aaron Donald moved all over the place last week and maybe we'll see a little bit more of that. Um, so that, that'll be mine. Just another, just another pass rusher. Who, who's the other yeah. guy, you know, and, and Byron, Byron Young has been, he's been good. Um, better, better, better than expected, which is a line that we said over and over again with this Rams team, especially these rookies and the young guys. <laughs> um, they're better, better than we're expected. Um, that's, so- that's their, that's their team she- t-shirt this year. Better than expected. I think, um, yeah. you know, we could also do the matchup that the NFL refs against Lane Johnson, if he gets called offside or gets a false start call anytime, uh, this, this game after his, his quick starts of just reading the ball. But, um, no, that's, that's definitely a good one. We got to see edge pressure and, and there's a question I'll have for you. We'll have to end on radio here in a minute. And for those listening on radio can jump over to podcast for our, our final score predictions. And then I want to talk the edge rush a little bit more, but to end it for radio, I'll give my last matchup and assuming Cooper cup plays, which I think it's looking likely based on this video, seeing him move, he looks pretty good. Cooper cup against Darius Slay. Uh, how much will the Eagles play man? As you alluded to, they do play a lot more man. How much will they decide to play zone because of how dominant Puka Nakua has been? And obviously how much respect they probably have for Cooper cup. So if it is man, you'd like to think it's probably Darius Slay. James Bradbury is a very capable corner as well. Um, but slavers cup was always a fun one. I might, I'm taking cup in that every day of the week, uh, but should be a good matchup to watch for. So with that on radio, that's all the time we got. Head over to LAFBnetwork.com or just search the Rams skinny on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast and catch the rest of the episode there. So on radio, everyone have a blessed weekend. All right. But with that being said, thanks everyone on podcast for hanging out and staying with us. Uh, Before we give our score predictions, um, I did, and this is way changing gears. Well, okay, let's do this. Let's do score predictions. Then we'll end with this one topic. So we don't get off base here. So we got our two key matchups there. So who are you taking in this one? What is it? 105 kickoff time here at SoFi. You like the Rams, you like the Eagles. What score you got? Well, the Eagles are getting a lot of respect. They're uh, four and a half road favorites. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I'm I'm going to lean into a really good offense, uh, taking taking the top off of the Eagles uh, secondary. I think that Tutu is going to have a big day. I think that they're they're going they're going to get some explosive plays from him. They're not going to be able to cover. Um, these receivers. Um, so I'm, I'm leaning toward a, a higher, higher scoring game um, with a final score of 30 to 28. Nice two point Rams winning Rams winning yeah. Rams winning. Okay. Um, you know, I feel the same way and this team just continues to surprise me. And I, you know, we posed the question like who's the better two and two LA team right now, the Rams or the chargers. And um, 
when you just look at talent discrepancy, the Chargers obviously have a lot more, but I think this Rams just, as we keep saying, better than expected. And no disrespect to the Eagles, and they'll have a lot of Eagles fans probably out here in L.A., but I just don't think they've played anyone to the caliber of this offense, as you keep alluding to. And this Rams defense has just continued to kind of stack games and improve in certain areas. And I know last week they gave up that 20-point lead, but they were able to finish when it when it mattered most and, and get the stop when it mattered most at the end of the game. So, um, yeah, I like the Rams in this one as well. And I, I think they were able to neutralize Jalen Hurts a little bit. And, you know, I, we saw what they did against the Seahawks that's the blueprint, right? How they were able to shut down DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. If they can do the same against Devonte Smith and AJ Brown and kind of keep Jalen hurts somewhat neutralized. And I think that they're in for a, a good game. And I, I just think this offensive, as long as McVay calls it a, a safer game plan in order to keep Stafford upright, I think they will be okay. So I'll go. Uh, these scores are always, you know, fun to, to throw out there. We've actually been pretty close on, on quite a few of them, surprisingly. So uh, we somewhat, we somewhat know what we're talking about, I guess. So, uh, but I'll go Rams 27 Eagles, 23, get a nice four point win over there. Uh, obviously you said four and a half dogs at home, but they, they flip it. But if you take the money line or if you take the spread, they'll, they'll cover both. So uh, Rams 27 Eagles, 23, did I say 23 or 24? Well, you had four points, so it was 23. 27-23, Rams win. I may have said 27-24 at first, but 27-23, Rams win. Um, Okay, so to wrap up the show here, I do want to ask you one thing. Uh, Obviously, the big ad fans have been asking the Rams to make is is adding edge. You know, you brought it up in in one of your matchups is who's going to step up in this game. Byron Young has shown great promise as a young young rookie, but, you know, Michael Hoyt plays his butt off, but probably just isn't quite it at the NFL level. And there's now a big name on the market with Randy Gregory getting released by the Broncos after just a year and four games into his contract, got banged up last year, which has kind of been his MO. Unfortunately, it's just the injury bug has all the talent in the world is, is a great, uh, you know, huge specimen has great speed off the edge, a bunch of different pass roofs. Uh, but even at his time in Dallas kind of got nipped in in with injuries and had that again in Denver last year. And then this year, the the statement was from the Broncos that they wanted to turn to their youth as they have three really good young edge guys in Baron Browning, Nick Benito, and Jonathan Cooper out of Ohio State this year. So um, that was their what they said. There's rumors that he was kind of negative in the locker room after not getting as much playing time or whatever. Like, we're not going to go into that. We don't cover the Broncos. But he's out there. Is this something, Skinny, where you think the Rams should pursue and – like the Broncos are paying a lot of his contract still because he had a lot of guaranteed money still. So they probably could get him for pretty cheap. I think absolutely. I think absolutely they should. Um, yeah. You, you know, depending on how the money falls out, I think they should absolutely should. I don't think they will. They've left all sorts of edge defenders as free agents, not even rumors of sniffing at, you know, I, I was pounding the table for uh, Melvin Ingram to, uh, yeah, uh, to, you know, just a one-year rental guy, just you know, make it happen, you know. But the Rams are being stubborn, and they're not. I don't think they're gonna. I, I don't think they'll pull the trigger on it. What, what do you think? What should they? Will they? Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, it's only been. 24 hours since he was released. Um, but I feel like usually, well, I can't even say usually cause it's 
veterans, someone like a Gregory, he'll use his agent to like really test the market, I think. So it might take a little while, but, but yeah, I agree. They, they seem to be content kind of with what they have. And, you know, it would take a game like this weekend. If they get zero pressure on Jalen Hurts, if Byron Young, Michael Hoyt, their rotation can't do anything against these tackles and Jalen Hurts is able to just have his will, they can't set the edge, they're able to have the run game, then maybe if he's still out there, which I think he will be, then maybe they would pursue it. But if they go out and have a decent game and, you know, it's still not great, but like, you know, they put some pressure here and there, Young gets a sack, I think they'll they'll probably just hold Pat. And obviously a lot of it comes down to money, but I, you know, I don't like to pretend like I know contracts, but you know, we have a decent idea of covering these teams long enough. Like, like I said, the Broncos are covering a lot of his contracts still over the next kind of year and a half. And so I wouldn't be shocked if he went to a team for two to 3 million. Uh, you know, he's making 16 from Denver. So, uh, and you know, he's going to get that. I think he, he signed like an $82 million deal, like, like 40 of that guaranteed or something like that. I can't remember the exact contract, but a good amount is getting paid to him still. So he, he's going to go where he wants to go. And I don't think money's going to have as much of a factor. So I think the Rams can afford him if they want him. But to me, it's going to take them having an abysmal pass rush game against the Eagles to kind of make that move. You know, one of the things we didn't really talk about <clears throat> was just how mobile Jalen Hurts is and, and what a threat he can be. And we saw it last week with Anthony Richards and uh, just picking up first downs when he needed to with his legs. And, um, yep. you know, so that edge might be exposed uh, even more so um, this week than it was last week because Jalen Hurts is just a more experienced and, and a, a more poised quarterback with a, with a better offensive line and all that. Um, mm-hmm. So, it, you know, that exposure might just, uh, uh, you know, like you say, inspire the Rams to uh, sign, sign a guy, maybe, maybe Gregory. Um, but then you got to think about, you know, how much they've invested, how much time and, uh, just coaching that they've invested into their young guys and to just kind of bring it, bring somebody in from the outside. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know, is, is he, is he a bad locker room guy? Is he just a bad locker room guy in Denver? And he just wanted to get out of there. Um, you know, those are all kind of questions that maybe they just don't want to, you know, expose their team to bad vibes because they've been running on, on good vibes for, you know, four yeah, weeks yeah. now and doing a, doing a heck of a job uh, with it. So yeah, you know, maybe maybe that's their their thinking is, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take what we can get from twenty twenty three season, and you know, they've always you know talked about their building toward twenty 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 four, and maybe they'll just keep it that way, and yeah, take, you know, take, take this ride as as far as they can go. Yeah, it's a great point, and obviously, it's been stated by them too that their eyes are you know their eyes are on the, the coaching staff and everyone's about the season but you can read between the lines about the upper management that they're really viewing 2024 in terms of having all this cap space and and really going all in again then um so maybe they don't want to deter that by doing anything big this year or drastic you know two last points i'll say about it is purely on the football field and again i don't know if this was was scheme if this was coaching what but gregory was not good in Denver, even the time he was there. He only, I think, three and a half sacks total his entire tenure with the Broncos, which, again, wasn't very long because he got injured last year and missed a lot of the season. But um, even in that time, was not like was not a dominant force. So, you know, that can change. Scenery can change everything. But, you know, let's not act like this is this is Vaughn Miller all of a sudden available who's, who's going to get double-digit sacks no matter where he's at. Um, not saying Gregory can't get back to that level, you know, he had some great game, some great seasons in Dallas, but um, 
is at this point in his career, he's more of a big name than necessarily a, a big time player. Now, again, that can change. So let's just not forget about that. I'm not saying you are, but just as fans, like we hear the name, but the production hasn't been there over the last, you know, 18 months in terms of personnel and personality. It's such an interesting point. Cause I think most teams you get that, like that can be a, a total season killer. If the wrong personality joins your team after you've built something up and we see it in movies all the time, right? Like, oh, like we went through camp together. Like this is our team. Like we don't need an outside force. And, but that's real life too. I mean, you can't tell me guys way when someone comes in to kind of join their family that wasn't going through it all in the off season. But all that being said, I think the Rams are, are maybe one of one, maybe one of three. Maybe you can include the Chiefs in there. As an organization, and I say one of three, one of two, organization in the NFL that can kind of buck that. They've proved they can bring guys in at any time, and there's really no difficulties in culture. We saw it last year with OBJ when everyone was like, which was kind of a false narrative anyway, but everyone was like, oh, OBJ, wherever he goes, he doesn't get along with them. He's, he's a me guy, not this. He goes to L.A. and they couldn't talk more glowing about him, about him being a total team guy, buying into the culture. He's at McVay's wedding, like all this stuff. So if there's any organization that can buck that trend, it absolutely is the Rams. And so I think a, a person like Randy Gregor would probably be fine with this team. But for me, it's more about the production. And is it worth the maturation of these young guys to bring in a guy that's had three and a half sacks over the last 18 months? Or do they think they can get back to that 11, 12 sack seasons that he had in Dallas because of the size, speed, and skill, and if he's fully healthy? So we'll see. We'll see how Sunday goes. I was I was trying to remember the person. I, I listened to the, the, the This Is Football podcast with Kevin Clark, uh, new ES, ESPN uh, podcast, and he had Mike Tannenbaum on. And he asked him, what was, what was one of the biggest mistakes he ever made as a GM? And he said – he went out and made a player the highest paid player of the position. And it just, it like he said, it like it, it affected everybody else on, on, on the roster. It, mm-hmm. You know, why are you bringing this, this outsider into our place and paying him so much money? That wouldn't necessarily necessarily happen with Gregory, but it was just an example that popped into my head that, uh, um, that, you know, just an example of, you know, you're bringing, you're bringing that guy in the, you know, like you're saying the movie, you know, he didn't, he, he didn't go through the ride with us. So yeah, but I mean, I've been, I've, I've wanted, I wanted the Rams to draft uh, Ed Rusher um, with uh, their, their 34th pick or whatever it was, 36th pick. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wanted them to sign a veteran this off season and they just haven't, they haven't done any of it. So I'm, I would still, uh, you know, my my perspective is, you know, get a get a guy in there and see what he can do, and you know, you know, it's he's just going to lend some experience to the room, and you know, and like you're saying, like, L.A. is a soft landing place for all those all those kinds of guys that you were mentioning, and McVeigh. One of the things I love about him as a coach is it is so apparent about how much he cares about his players. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things I respect the most about him. So, um, you know, and that's one of the reasons that th- this franchise is great and why, you know, OBG, OBJ is, you know, wasn't a problem in, in our locker room, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I still doubt it will happen. That's, I yeah. guess that's yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So we'll see how Sunday goes. But 
with that, let's wrap up this edition of the Ram Skinny. Thank you all for hanging out with us again. If you're going to be at the game on Sunday, hit up Ryan R L Anderson L A F B on Twitter. He will be there with Brittany Betts and and Paula B doing the tailgate takeover. A lot of drinks going to be happening, right? You're bringing a lot of uh, little booze out there, has, passing out uh, games to be played, trivia, all that fun stuff, and you'll make it onto the L A F B channels. So for Ryan Anderson. I'm Ryan Dara. Thanks all for hanging out with us. Go Rams. We'll talk to you next week after hopefully a victory Sunday. Thanks all. Be well. Talk soon.